9.40 a.m. I've been awake for more than 20 minutes, so I don't know why people are asking. I think yeah, I would say that we do not throw out the sleepy uh, accusations around here. Yeah, uh, no shade, please. Gosh, some people. <laughs> um, how the hell are you? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Got myself. Dude. I got three different drinks for the podcast, so very got, good. Um, big glass of warm lemon water, which is how I mm-hmm. start the day every day. Oh, okay. Seltzer, uh, seltzer, always. Treat. You want to see me drink this whole glass of water? Right now, got to take it down. It's very good. So far, so good. Halfway there. Ooh, thumbs up. He's 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 doing well. Ooh, going. Starting to see the bottom. Beautiful. <sighs> Absolutely beautiful. Woo! Well, that's, a, that's a great way to kick it off. I'd say. Phlegm, gone. Gone. Dude, we love, we love to hear it. We Where'd love to it see go? it. Can't find it. Don't care. Don't care. We don't need it anyways. Speaking of stuff that's hard to find right now, what's one well, of the most impressive things? <laughs> Your dog has ever found. A dog of yours has ever found. Yes. And I, I'd want the audience um, to also think on this. My my sweet little girl, Penelope. Um, God rest her soul. Incredible dog. Little mm-hmm. puggle, all black. Lived to be 15 years old. Incredible, uh, incredible dog. I could just go on for so long. We'll definitely put a mm-hmm. picture of Penelope up. Um, one time we were on a walk and she came back with, and she's like 30 pounds, right? And she came back with a whole deer leg in her mouth. Oh. And it was wow. really funny. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I was so impressed. I was so proud of her. And I could mm-hmm. tell she was proud of herself. And that's really As funny. she should be. As she should be. <laughs> As she should be. It was just, she was a good hunter. I'll give it to her. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I asked that question, I want the audience sure. to think about that, is, you know, I live in Wyoming. So I hear. V- very known fact. Tom possibly living in Wyoming. Who knows? Oh Future's still bright. <laughs> but <laughs> there is a special animal that lives out here in Wyoming. Um, and it was discovered by a dog. No way. So the story goes, there's this dog named shep it's 1981 shep s-h-e-p shep like possibly short for shepherd probably but he's just an old farm dog we're you know we're in the little little town of matitsi wyoming sure and it's september 26th 1981 and you let Shep out. They, they go out roaming. And he comes back with an animal. Okay. Small animal. Little guy. And the owners, for the life of them, they don't know what this animal is. Sure. Do you know what this animal is? Um, probably a toad. It is not a toad. It is a I gotta mammal. Close my door. All but good. You can keep talking. <laughs> I'll keep talking. Keep talking. So, what do these owners do? They do the responsible thing, and they call their local 
game warden. They talk to the wildlife experts. So they call some official o- um, officials over. They're talking about their dog. Shep just mm-hmm. snagged this species. We don't know what this is. It looks like a ferret of some sort. Ooh, a ferret. It's a ferret. Well, the game warden and the wildlife experts are kind of in shock right now. Yeah. They've when they see this. They've never seen this ferret before. This is the black-footed ferret. The black-footed ferret. The black-footed ferret thought to be extinct <laughs> at the time. Whoa. That's so insane. Shep found yeah. an extinct species living. Dude, Shep rocks. Shep rocks. Shep did it. Shep knows Can what he's doing. we have him on the podcast? Uh, unfortunately, no. Why? Shep keeps a very he keeps a very personal life. Not no media not, allowed. It's not because he's dead. Probably too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the most depressing thing ever. Whenever I see a dog in a movie, like my first thought is, "Oh, that dog's dead." <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. <sighs> yeah. But this dog, oh, you know, at least he he left a legacy. Look, look, you know, better to burn out than fade away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Shep, um, Shep accidentally catches a thought to be extinct ferret species. Um, That's incredible. Which is pretty wild because normally when you let your dog out, you imagine them go to the bathroom, bark a little mm-hmm. bit, come home. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, it actually turns out that the black-footed ferret, scientific name, Mustela nigripes, um, is a very small animal, very elusive animal. Just a little so about 18 to tw- It really is. I say it's about 18 to 24 inches long, well, one and a half to two and a half pounds big. So, light and long and elusive. This is one of the North America's um, most endangered mammal species. Yeah. Wow. Of all time. And wow. again, they, they thought that it was an extinct species at the time. Wow. And that's, it's, it's another instance. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably have... a big confidence booster. <laughs> yeah, major. Didn't we have um, a recent instance of a, uh, a bird? Somebody saw a bird that hasn't been seen in a while. I think so. I think there was a bird that was found. I also know that there was a mole that has just been found. Um, oh, that yeah. Was I went also to the dermatologist. To you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> but, yeah. So, the Blackfooted Ferret, it's another instance of... They had numbers ranging in the tens of thousands. It was uh-huh. a pretty decent-sized population back in their heyday. Um, they live in prairie dog burrows, and prairie dogs make up 90% of their diet. So they are they are pretty wow. entwined to this other species. So they eat them and then take their houses? Mm-hmm. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> they must be friends with the Israelis. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> I'll probably edit that one out, but I couldn't resist. Um, but, yeah, so prairie dogs and 
Blackfoot Affair is pretty like intertwined, right? Yeah. Now you've been out west for a little bit now. This is true. What do you? What What are the opinions of Western people um, when it comes to prairie dogs? Um, I don't know. Have we don't had... really have too many prairie dogs up here, but okay. I feel like probably people don't like love them because they do. Don't they like carry uh, the plague? Sometimes is that. Sometimes. They, they definitely can. Wasn't there an outbreak in, like, Tahoe of prairie dog plague? Which is weird because I've never seen a prairie dog in Tahoe. They're, they're, they're underground. Were you underground? That's where fair they were. Fair point, Boots. Fair point. <laughs> That's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so prairie dogs are pretty, pretty despised, um, especially from my anecdotal experience with them, uh, living in ranch communities and stuff like that. They're a pretty despised species um, due to the fact that they do carry plague. They do use re- natural resources. They eat grass. What else eats grass? The cows. People want to put their cows on pasture. So all of a sudden, a cow's out there eating what little grass is left because the prairie dogs have eaten some of it. And the other thing that's a really big nuisance is that animals break their legs in prairie dog holes. Mm-hmm. So, you know... You break a cow's leg, you have to put that cow down. You don't want to keep doing that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, especially yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. trying to, especially when you're trying to settle the West. Yeah, because you need cows to settle the West. Then all you can do is make veal. Exactly. And so, of course, settlers are coming out west. What do they do? They see the prairie dog colonies. They see the prairie dogs, and they decide let's kill them, poison them you know do everything we can to get rid of them okay so they start killing off prairie dogs in mass amounts and the no. other thing that happens i know when the when the european settlers come they introduce diseases yeah, a tale as old as time super nuts no and so it kills off a ton of prairie dogs just droves and droves of them but they reproduce pretty quickly they you know they can have species bounce back the black-footed ferret did not dang yeah it during this time period in the 1800s it came out with the destruction of prairie dogs came with the destruction of the black-footed ferret Mm, so so sad you know it it is pretty sad because then they're just like well they're dead they're done they don't exist anymore Mm-hmm. You know, too bad, so sad kind of attitude. Keep going, settling the West. Mm-hmm. So, back to Matitsu, Wyoming. Yeah. It's the 1980s. Wasn't it so annoying how people just, like, didn't care at all about the environment and were just like, let's beat it into submission. Exactly. Well, I mean, you have this idea of manifest destiny. You are going to, you know settle you're going to bring civilization to these wild lands because the wild is bad at the time um yeah which is pretty 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 poopy if you ask me pretty pretty super not chill dang cool sick of them yeah kind of kind of sucks if we're gonna be honest that 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 happened and it's not until much later that we start 
doing effort to fix this issue. Adds up. Because, you know, there were definitely conservationists and preservationists um, at the time, but they weren't the majority. I think a lot of people can at least admit that something is going on with how people are interacting with the environment nowadays. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case back then. They were like, there's plenty of animals. Yeah. We're never going to run out of them. No. No. And, you know, we always say in the 1800s, because that's probably the worst time period to be nature in North America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that did not look fun to be nature. Mm-mm. Um, but, you know, we've, we, we're in 1980s, but we go back a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, in Sorry. 1973, we're going to kick it back to the 70s. It's pretty groovy. It's pretty groovy time. Because there's My some... mustache would have fit in. There was a new law that just got passed. Mm-hmm. Or a new act. Do you know mm-hmm. an act got passed in 1973? All my mm-hmm. history buffs out there? Mm-hmm. Not me. Do you know? <laughs> no. No. That's all good. Oh, it wait. is the I feel like oh. it was a Richard Nixon thing. It is a Richard Nixon thing. I don't Richard know Nixon what the act thing. was, but I do know surprisingly a... he passed like some great environmental laws, but I don't remember which one. I say Nixon surprisingly enough did pass some pretty solid environmental policy for the time. Yeah. Everything else he did was kind of trash. Like the one he thing he like, did. I'm not a thief. That was cool. I'm yeah, not that, a was, crook. that was cool. Not yeah, a crook. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, he, you know, he got pardoned and everything. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But what he passes in 1973 is the Environmental, uh, the Endangered Species Act. Yeah. Which is pretty big, because it puts a lot of protection down for these species that are endangered or close to extinction. Because, you know, you, we're losing species at a constant rate. And it's, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, impact by humans doing this. Yeah. yeah. And so this act comes out in 1973. So, you know, we flash forward not even 10 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Back in Matitsi, Wyoming, 1981. Mm-hmm. Because of this entire environment, or the environment, the Endangered Species Act. Yeah the federal government gets to launch a full-scale study and it puts a in a lot what? of protections study oh, okay yep so they're launching they're putting up stuff they're protecting these areas that they might be known to be in and they give a lot of the uh, wildlife game management a lot of power to help out and maybe see if the species is not extinct mm-hmm. because what happens is, is that they find the dead one from Shep, our pal Shep, the dog. Shep the dog. Shep the dog kicks off this whole thing. And what subsequently happens is five years. They are studying this area. They're in the prairie dog holes. They're setting up cameras. They're setting up traps. They're trying to find this animal. Mm-hmm. They finally find specimens in 1986 so it is about four years or five years after the study starts Mm -hmm. but because these protections are put in place because these people are allowed to work they actually start finding species of or not species specimens which is awesome Mm -hmm. but they find 
just the smallest population. Yeah. It's only 18. 18. 18. And that was thought to be the entire population of Blackfoot Affair in the world. There were only 18 of them left. Whoa. Not and no, it's not looking good. But they find them and they start capturing them because they want to start doing some reintroduction. Yeah. And they want to they want to maybe find some better spots for these animals. And they also maybe want to help them breed in captivity where they can make all the babies. I think they just wanted to watch like fairy, ferrets go at it. I think they're just probably kind of freaky. And they even started cloning techniques. Yeah. Weirdos. So, you know, it's, it's tough to bring back this species they found. It's not a yeah. very, because it's, it's, it's a species that there's not much known about it. There's not a lot of examples that we could find in the wild. Obviously we thought it was an extinct species. So when you get presented a species that I thought was to be gone forever, you really have no basis on how to bring them back. It's pretty tough because right mm-hmm. now, since 1986, when they captured the 18 specimens, mm-hmm. there are only 300. Yeah. And it's been almost 30 years. Whoa. And that's wow. pretty low. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, they like I said, they've been re- reproducing them in captivity. They've been trying some cloning techniques. They've been just trying anything to get new ferrets. Um, they also reintroduced them into protected lands in more of their historical habitats. So the Great Plains, uh, Prairie Dog Burrows, stuff like that. They've been reintroducing them, and they're trying to reintroduce them in different parts of the country. So South Dakota, North Dakota, um, Wyoming, Montana, and other Great Plains kind of states with prairie dog populations. This reintroduction has proven to be somewhat successful. Um, But, there's always a but. Always a but. To have a fully healthy population, to, you know, where we can take off the tag of endangered species, because that's what the Endangered Species Act does, is it labels these animals saying, hey, this is an endangered species, they are, you know, we're looking for certain numbers, and then um depending on their population how things are going what the trend lines look like they can take the tags off and put their efforts towards other species that are in need you know because they want to bring them back so that way we can just take the label off every species and say they're not endangered they're not at risk of going extinct Um, but in order for that to happen under the guidelines of the esa of 1973 we need about yeah. 3,000 of these Blackfoot of ferrets in the wild. Whoa. So that does not mean they can be in captivity, being reproduced, all that right. kind of stuff. All 3,000 of those species need to be thrown out into the wild to have a normal life. Sure. So we're only out of 30 years of efforts on this species. We are only about 10% of where we should be. Which sticks because we I know it's not good because you know it's cool to see that we've you know brought so many back. Yeah. But it's a shame that it even happened. Yeah, yeah. Those. It's um, kind of just this. 
Oh, Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna say those first few ferrets were in such like an awkward scenario where you just like get put in a cage and then some big monkey looks at you. He's like, "I need you, to f- your cousin." <laughs> I know what Certain happens. Species. You want to continue on the legacy? <laughs> get after it. I guess it was kind of like an Adam and Eve scenario, right? Because then, I mean, they were just like, hey, I need your sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just, some of them did, some of them didn't. Some of them don't survive. Clearly, y'all need to suck it up. Mm-hmm. It's for the species, people. For, yeah, <laughs> that line never works for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time you're at a bar, let us know the success story of you walking up to someone and going, hey, it's for the species. You know, babe, the population's dropping here. It's increasing in China. What, what do you say, Eugenies? For, for the species. Do we do it? Yeah, comment down below how successful that works out for you. Please. And we will be launching our new data app made for... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, early Q1, <laughs> early Q1, made for coming to a oh, maybe. iPhone. Oh, damn it, that's such a good name. <laughs> TM, Android TM, TM. Yeah, TM, 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 TM. Patent pending, patent pending, <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> it's just going to say, what's your favorite, like the only question on it, what's your favorite animal? And then that's the person you have to go That's with. it. That's, that's it. it. That's no it. pictures, no nothing. nothing. Just what is favorite animal? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much yep and then a bunch of scientists will be staring at you at the same time just to make sure it's proper by done. scientists we mean us we're the yeah, scientists yeah, yeah. we have lab I codes I have a bachelor's is... of science yeah exactly mine's in art but like art science come on same thing same thing you probably you'd want an artist watching much more than a scientist let's all be honest someone to appreciate be what's happening yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boots and I get have the proper shots. Issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boots and I have real problems. We can't. This is the only way we feel. Mm-hmm. That's why we did all. Anyway. Um, anyways, anyways, yeah. Uh, look for that app on the Google Play and uh, Apple App Store coming soon. Yep. Oh, yep. But yeah, this is just like one of those stories of like you know you never know what's out there, and we still have just so much undiscovered planet left mm-hmm. because. Again, this was in someone's backyard. They were just, oh, extinct species. Just chilling in the backyard. Whoa. I've been in my backyard. I don't have any extinct species that That's I know us. of. That you know of. You need to get a dog. I need to get a dog. I need to get a dog, name it Shep. Yep. And then it'll just bring me all the extinct species I need. I mean, think about what that would do for your career. You'd be set. I mean, it would be set. I would be yeah. definitely set for life. Set for life. It's that easy. It's just that easy. Yeah. Um, sick. Loving everything so far. I want to be... My friend had a weasel. A, not a weasel. Yes. He had a ferret. Yeah, say, so you know anyone pet ferrets? Yeah, my good bud Joe Beal had a ferret uh, for a long time. 
His name was Leopold. Mm. We like to call him the uh, silly sausage. That's fun. And That's very good. He was he was so fun. He was really sweet, and he loved to play, and um, he smelled, but that was all right. Yeah, I've heard that ferrets kind of have a weird stank to them. Yeah, I would say not the best pet to keep in your room, but Joe's just mm. kind of had that kind of energy that he could pull off keeping a ferret in his room, and everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. I see the only uh, person I know who has a ferret, he has two ferrets, actually. Yeah, they he's do better in pairs. A he's a local legend. Um, I actually always forget his real name. His name is Skater Guy. Skater Guy. Skater That's Guy cool. in Laramie, Wyoming. And he Skater just he wears just Wyoming. he just yeah. wears nineties Jinkos pants. Nice. All the time. Just giant um hockey jerseys and just skates around Laramie. Just Sounds like, like a kind of a pimp. Yeah, he's just he's sitting there. He's just oh, it's I'm in the bus lane. Yeah, better kick a like do a little ollie real quick and then like leave. Nice. Yeah, he's just like you see him on campus sometimes. You're gonna have yeah. you're gonna have good luck on your tests. Oh, you know, nice. He's at the parades, he's not part of the parade. He's just skating around. But like low key, he is part of the parade. Low key, we want statues of Skater Guy in this town. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so ferrets. People own them. Sometimes. Sometimes they're just incredibly rare species to find in the wild. Um, You don't know what you're going to get with a ferret. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, there's a plot in uh, Twin Peaks Mm. where they um, try to save the pine weasel. I never watched Twin Peaks. Oh, but it's it's so good. I know. As long as there's like eight episodes that... So it, it's like objectively too long but it's so worth getting through it's okay it's so good put it on the list top five television programs is sopranos number one for you oh yeah i'm on my sopranos. fourth rewatch boots okay but the rules are on this rewatch i, I do have rules okay. so i don't okay, lose my good. mind i have to watch every episode on the projector no laptop no phone got to be on the projector okay so that's been fun you gotta see tony soprano in all his glory exactly exactly yeah um no is there any reasoning why this old black-footed ferret um couldn't isn't uh is extremely successful like what what's what's getting in the way so what's getting in the way what they're speculating again it's kind of hard to pin down this species just because there's like no information about them we're off the fly of our pants right now and we're trying to get them back in the wild a large part of it is their diet (laughs) you mean the seat of our pants the seat of my pants i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the fly i love that i i'm sorry i like that one more we're on the fly of our pants (laughs) the fly of our pants man I think there might be some other thoughts swimming around in our subconscious at this point. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I just, I have our app still on the mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, launch is right around the corner. I don't blame you. I know. I say, look out for it this holiday season. This holiday season. Yes. Um, So, yeah, a big part of it is they think is the diet. Um, That's a pretty big problem because they only eat and hunt prairie dogs. 
Like that was yeah. That's the thing in the wild that they do. Yeah, can't really in the same way. S- mm-hmm. Just munching on prairie dogs all day. <laughs> so the thing that's a problem. It's always one of the other things that's always difficult to for reintroduction is the type of animal. So this is a carnivore species. Mm-hmm. Um, carnivores tend to be a little bit more difficult because they have right. instinct, hunting, all that stuff, being predators, yeah. and when they're in the lab it's pretty easy because you hand them the food they eat the food and then they're done sure when you reintroduce them to the wild sometimes those habits are hard to kick because mm-hmm. it's not it's not someone handed you your food you have to go find your own food and that's pretty tough mm-hmm. when exactly i would just love it if someone <laughs> handed me food all day I, I wouldn't want to go hunt. me food. I'm so tired of getting it myself. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a big one. And I think also, like I've kind of harped on before, though, it's just this unknownness about them. Yeah. Um, when you just have to keep trying new ways. Um, again, reintroduction can be pretty difficult. Re- reproduc- reproducing can be pretty difficult, especially if it is starting to do inbreeding, because then that can bring up any issues or anything like that um certain diseases can definitely play a factor when reintroduced into the wild so you release a little bit of a population out they all get the same disease they all die so it's just trying to find the best places to put them where they won't just die reasonable Mm -hmm. but reasonable yeah because there's other there's been other efforts of reintroduction there's definitely still ongoing efforts of mm-hmm. species reintroduction definitely have to do a species um a deep dive on the california condor one of my favorite stories nice. of bringing a species back from the brink of extinction um wow this is this is one of the ones that's on like those. i know say california condor is one of the biggest birds in north america too not bad yeah say not about bad. 10 foot wingspan on them bad boys Ooh. A little bit bigger than our 18-inch, one-pound ferrets. <laughs> yeah, California condors are badass. They are pretty. But do badass, they? Are they, they? Are they vultures? Mm-hmm. Yep, they so, are a vulture species. I love vultures. They're so gentle, you know. Never hurt anything. Mm-hmm. No, they just—they got this quiet, like, vibe about them. Yeah. A very quiet, ominous wing flap. Nah, it's 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 a neat bird. I feel like I, I don't see as many vultures out here. We have a ton out here. Maybe we I'm just not looking. Of, we have turkey vultures. That's the species yeah. that's most common here. That's what I mostly see. I love vultures. You know, they just remind you that things die. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Death is an actual part of life. Death is an actual part of life, but we don't want everything to die out. We want to bring things back. Well, yeah, I mean, species dying out, super not chill. Super no, not chill. That's why it's so exciting when you find these types of species, like the black-footed ferret. Because then we're just, it, hey, they're not dead. It, that's pretty cool, yeah, actually. That's pretty cool. Because hope if that you we're could, not um, walking things up. If you could bring back one animal. One animal. Yeah. I'd like the Carolina parakeet back. I think that would be sick. I want to see that. Because I think parakeet. I think that parakeet is extinct. 
Yeah. yeah, we used to have tropical birds. That's cool. In North America. And like pretty recently did they go extinct. Yeah, 1920. Mm-hmm. That's it's only a hundred years ago. Like people, there are people alive who probably have seen that bird living. That's true. Not too many of them. No, they'd be like a hundred and three, mm-hmm. minimum. But I bet there's but like one person, at least. At least, but that'd be a cool. And what about you? Mm, probably just like a triceratops. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Raptors, hell no. That's horrifying. Tempting. Well, they're smaller. I say, what are you going off of Jurassic Park? Are we going off? We going off? I guess that's do, true. Right. Do do we prefer our our dinosaurs with feathers or no feathers? This is this is a pretty um, big question right now. I think you know it'd be nice mm-hmm. um, if someone went ahead and made a really good dinosaur movie. Yes. And it wasn't in the Jurassic series because obviously that series has gone downhill pretty hard. If somebody made a cool dinosaur movie and the dinosaurs had feathers and the movie was good. All right. I think you found your next movie project there for Deer Enthusiast. Yeah. Would you mind floating me like 100 mil? Oh, it's going to be all practical. Yeah. Lower those costs. Let's see how much Jurassic Park costs. Which one? The newest one or the first one? No, the OG. The OG. God, that's such a good movie. It really is. And okay, sixty-three million. That's lower than I thought. Well, well, it it comes out ninety-one. Uh, Ninety-four, I believe. Right. Okay. I think it was no ninety-three. Okay. Uh, and adjust it for inflation. 127 million if you adjust for okay. inflation. There we go. Got one of Wow, up. that's 50% inflation since 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only been 20 years. How did you buy a house? <laughs> you gave them as you know, all the boomers out there will say, I shook them I shook them hands and we looked them straight in the eyes and then they that's gave fair. us the house. And then you looked in Larry Laramie, Wyoming. I saw. I thought this was the worst thing anybody could do. Outside Magazine put did an article on Laramie. Did you, like stop? Yep. Don't worry. Why would you we do that? Why would you do that? like that should be illegal. Forbes. Like don't. Nobody wants that. No, no one wants that. Well, you know, it's funny because at the same time, I was reading some social media posts. And one of them was like, hey, we just drove into Laramie. Why does this town look so sad? And I was like, oh. All What's right, so the rest really- of Wyoming. <laughs> I, was, I was like, because it's a fossil fuel industry state that's slowly dying, but no one wants to address that and look for alternative solutions for income for this state and the residents inside. But hey, you know, what do I know? I'm just what a do guy. I know? Just some guy. That's, yeah. that's the way to win every argument. You just at the end, hey, but what do I know? Hey, it, I it just work here. I, what do I know? Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add about the black-footed weasel? Weasel ferret, my friend. Black-footed ferret, sorry. Um, just 
you know, always be on the lookout. You never know what you're going to find. And you never know. Take be... pictures there, bud. Exactly. And you just, you never know what's in your own backyard. So explore a little bit, even if it's pretty close to home. Love it. All right, then. Well, I've been Boots. And I've been Tom. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Made for Walk-In. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Ciao, ciao for now. Don't forget to uh, eat your vitamins and scrub uh, the back molars, floss daily, every night. Mm -hmm. You're going to get stuff out. It's not just about getting food out. It's about brushing all six sides of your teeth. So keep that in mind. It's really important. Mm -hmm. Major preventer for gingivitis. Um, You know, a lot of us are struggling financially, might not have money for dentist bills. So what we do is we stay proactive. Yes. Food prep your lunches. That always helps. I go for, if I'm food prepping, you know, sometimes I go for the buffalo chicken wrap. That's one of my favorites. Make all the wraps in advance. Uh, I go for chicken thighs, which is much tastier, in my opinion, than the breast. I also do steak wraps. Much cheaper. Yeah, much, yeah, cheaper, more tastier. Better. Um, That's all the advice I'm going to give for now. Next week we'll be back with a, well, not next week. We'll be back with more more stories and more. Yeah. So thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye.